Do you wear a mask? Do you like to pretend? Do you act like you're someone else? I know you're probably thinking that I'm describing a kid, but honestly, these are things that we all do, even as adults, when we're faking it. Unlike children, we use masks to pretend like life is good, even though we're masking our pain. It's easier to be someone we're not than to dig down and unearth some of the things that are actually keeping us anxious and depressed. So today, we're going to talk about being anxious and hiding our pain. And I'll be honest, bringing these things to the surface will not be easy and definitely won't be comfortable. But if we do the work, good can come. So let's get trying. What is up, everyone? We're not going to spend a lot of time on a formal welcome in this episode because we're going to hit the ground running and get to work. Over the next three episodes, we'll break down what it means to be fakers. As I studied through this, I realized that there's multiple roots that cause us to fake it on a daily basis. And, and so these three episodes, are, we're going to look at those roots individually. In this episode, we're going to look at the root of how we hide our pain and how this hidden pain wants to stay unseen. This pain stops us from moving forward in our faith, in our relationships, and in our communities. By bringing the pain to light, we not only heal, but we also bless others in the process. And I know you might be skeptical or maybe you're thinking, I don't have any pain down there. Well, may I be so bold to say that maybe your pain is feeding you that lie and you still need to work through a few things. I know I do. So listen through the entire episode and let's see what surfaces. Don't write this off just yet. Often I feel like I'm walking through life wearing a mask. And this mask tends to cover many things. And I don't know about you, but I get tired of people asking me, how's it going today? And I always give them the answer, I'm good or fine, how about you? But is that true? Is that actually how I feel? Gosh, I hope when you answer that question, you are good and you are telling the truth. I hope that your life is full of joy and excitement and that you deal with as minimal pain and negative situations as possible. But I have to say, if you're an anxious person or if you know someone who's an anxious person, you or them are probably hiding some pain. Have you ever heard the saying, you can put lipstick on a pig, but it's still a pig? Well, I'm the pig. Now, listen, I don't want to hear any you're a porker jokes. Thank you very much. So let's just leave that out of this. <laughs> but for the longest time, I couldn't deal with my past. I wouldn't process my feelings. And in turn, I took them out on my wife and those who I cared about and even on myself. But here's what's nuts about it. All those feelings I had, they were actually subconscious. I didn't really know why I was acting the way I was. I didn't know that I needed to work through my pain and, and some of my guilt. I just thought I was bitter. I just thought I was a frustrated person. But as I began to bring this stuff up, the overwhelming would eat me alive. I felt guilty, ashamed. I felt broken and, and I, I just felt distant from God. It wasn't until I confronted my pain that I realized what I was feeling, and this has created a whole new awareness for me when it 
comes to dealing with anxiety. It's crazy how I would just keep putting that quote unquote lipstick on and try to pretend. I'd act macho and I would try to be the put together Christian that had no sin in his life. The problem with all of that was that it was a lie. The lipstick would keep wearing off and underneath I was still a pig. Okay, I agree. Enough with the pig analogy. But can you relate to this? Do you try and fake your way through life hiding all that's really underneath the surface? I challenge you to take a real hard look at yourself and ask the question, what's really going on deep inside me? When we try to hide our pain, we're suppressing some very powerful emotions. It's kind of like a ticking time bomb, and it's important to realize that hiding your pain doesn't make it go away. Hiding doesn't mean gone. You're not a magician making your assistant disappear. Wow, I'm full of bad analogies today. Anyway, in our last episode, 007, Anxious and Insecure, we talked about how insecurity is the lies that our anxiety loves to use against us. And if you haven't listened to that episode yet, then please make sure you jump back and have a listen. You may ask yourself how pain and insecurity go together. Well, here's how I think we can think about it. Imagine you're making a pizza. The first layer is obviously the crust, and it's the foundation in which the rest is built on. Then comes the sauce, and then from there is the cheese, and then the final layer is the toppings. The crust represents our pain, and everything is built off of that. From the pain comes insecurity, which would be our sauce. Then this leads to the cheese, which is the lies we tell ourselves about ourselves. And finally, the toppings, which are the effects of those lies. So it's like this. Pain leads to insecurity. And insecurity leads to lies we believe. Lies we believe leads to self-medication or numbing. Levi Lusco in his book, I Declare War, says it this way. Sometimes we respond to insecurity by numbing ourselves. Consuming drugs and alcohol, viewing pornography, or overloading on social media or shopping are like putting a zombie mask over our emotions. Why feel sad when you can have an instant hit of dopamine from Amazon Prime? The problem with numbing is that, to quote Brene Brown, we cannot selectively numb emotions. When we numb the painful emotions, we also numb the positive emotions. Eventually, you end up without pain or pleasure, joy or sadness. You just feel nothing. Insecurity is buried so deep and clouds what's truth and a lie. That, in turn, confuses us to our God-given identity. It makes us doubt if we're loved or if we're valued. And this is so important, and I want to get real serious with you for a second. I can't do this work for you. You have to be willing to climb down inside and pry out that pain. To rid ourselves of insecurity, we have to throw out the crust, aka the pain, and deal with it. So to do this, I want you to answer these two questions about yourself. Number one, are you afraid that you are not good enough? Number two, do you feel like you are loved? I want to read those again. 
Number one, are you afraid that you are not good enough? And number two, do you feel like you are loved? I don't know about you, but the place where most of my pain comes from is my past. My past was filled with broken relationships, broken encounters, and self-serving sins. And I don't care who you are, we all have things that we're ashamed of. So as you reflect back on those questions I asked a moment ago, does your past seem to dictate the answers you give to those questions? Are you afraid that you are not good enough because you were told by a parent that you weren't good enough? Or do you feel like you're not good enough because you were physically or sexually abused as a child? Did you find something that helped medicate your pain like pornography, alcohol, or or maybe even drugs? Or maybe it was even something that the world views as less taboo like your obsession with social media. How about that second question I ask? Do you feel that you're loved? Is your past dictating the answer to that question as well? Maybe when you were in high school, you thought you were in love and you wound up pregnant and out of fear you had an abortion. Or or maybe you found relief or feeling in having as many sexual encounters as possible. Or what about those of you who were brought up in a home where your father was absent? Or those of you who were betrayed by a friend that you really cared about and it was super painful. Obviously, this is not an exhaustive list of past experiences and guilt. And I'm not trying to make you relive your past, but I can tell you something I know as true as the sky is blue. And I want you to listen closely. All right, here it is. When we plunge back into the pit of our pain, those past experiences that we've never healed from, They're going to attack us. And do you know why? Because they're threatened. They know why you're there and they know who your savior is. And trust me, I know that when you're down there, joy feels non-existent. The concept of joy probably feels like an island on the other side of the world that you've only heard stories about. For me, my past experiences left me feeling weak and helpless. But I can promise you this, God is faithful and God isn't weak. God isn't afraid and God definitely isn't ashamed of you. Listen to this beautiful reminder that the author of Hebrews gives us in Hebrews eleven sixteen. But as it is, they desire a better country. That is a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God for he has prepared for them a city. What this passage reminds me of is that we aren't meant for this world. We're meant to be with Jesus in heaven. You have to return to the original story of creation. We were created to be in a relationship with God. We were created in Jesus and for Jesus, John tells us in John 1. Because we aren't meant for this place, We're always yearning for something better, something that will ease our pain. But the problem is, is that we tend to use things of this world to try to medicate and make ourselves feel better to to numb the pain. But we're meant to be in heaven with Jesus. 
And here's the truth I want you to know. You need to hear this. God is not ashamed to be our God, just like the author of Hebrews says. Why else would he send Jesus to deliver us from ourselves? As we acknowledge that we were meant for something more, I'm sure you're asking the question, well, then how do I uproot this pain so that I can move forward? And as always, I don't have the silver bullet, but I do believe there are some very practical things we can do to start pulling that sucker out. First and foremost, I feel that I have to challenge you to ask this question. How is my relationship with Jesus? Do you walk with him daily? Do you trust him? Do you even believe in him? And I know for some people out there who who may be just listening to this podcast because they struggle with anxiety, I really hope that you would learn about the truth of Jesus and that he wants a relationship with you. And he's not this judge on high who's trying to send you to hell. He's a God who wants to be in a relationship with you because he created you and he loves you. And this is so important for real healing to take place because anything else is just going to be temporary. Now, from this, I think the best next step for us is confession. And I'm not talking about going to a priest in a booth and telling him about your deep, dark sin. I'm talking about honest, truthful prayer to the Father, confessing a sin or the hurt that you're experiencing. You need this. I think there's even a second step to confession, and that's sharing your struggles with someone who cares about you and who's trustworthy. The worst thing we can do is isolate ourselves and try to bury our hurt. That's exactly what got us into this mess to begin with. If you've never confessed things to God or a friend before, try this. First, share the pain that you're feeling. Just share what, what's on your heart. Hey, you know, I'm struggling with this. My, I feel this pain. I was hurt by this person. And then whether it's your insecurity or your past or your guilt, just don't be afraid to share it. And then share why it was painful for you. Well, this is what hurt me. This is why it hurt me. It, it made me feel less valuable. And if you're someone who has self-medicated or tried to numb yourself, then share that. Share the thing. Say, I, I, I have to admit that I've looked at pornography to try to make myself feel better. or I bought a new pair of shoes that I had no business buying because I needed to feel better. And here's something you need to know about confession. Confession is not for God. Confession is for you. It's bringing what's hidden to the light and in the light we can heal. God wants us to, to admit and to share our heart with him. But ultimately, we're the ones that need to say it. God already knows it. So don't be afraid to share your hurts, to share your struggles, to share the things that are pulling you back because the enemy wants you to keep it in. So confess it. There's nothing bad. There's nothing wrong with confessing. If anything, it helps. Beyond confession, we need to be truthful with people about how we feel. If you're in pain, don't shy away from it. It might not be how they feel, but it is how you feel. Just remember the phrase, and the truth shall set you free. 
And I can tell you that your anxiety comes out of all this pain. And sometimes it's really hard in the moment to realize that there's something going on deep down inside of you. Your anxiety is a child of your pain. So you have to be able to talk about your struggles, talk about your hurt, rely on community to help you heal and give you peace. And here's something I don't know if you realize, but honesty creates healthy community. About two years ago on a Sunday morning, I was a hot mess and and I was really struggling with a full-blown panic attack. As I led worship for our church, I was barely holding it together. We got to the point at the end of one of the songs where I was supposed to share a devotional thought. As I began to talk, however, the words that I had planned to say were not the words that came out of my mouth. And through tears, I just told the congregation that I was really struggling with anxiety and it had been really hard for me that day. I think it was probably the first time I had ever admitted from the stage that I struggled with anxiety. Now, following the service, I had multiple people approach me also in tears. Not for me, though. It was because they felt the exact same way. They were so overwhelmed with their pain and with anxiety. And I'm not praising myself here because I can tell you straight up that the Holy Spirit was the one who spoke those words on my behalf. But I will tell you the value of authenticity and vulnerability. Because I brought my anxiety to the light, others were able to bring theirs to the light. Healing can come when we journey together. You have no idea what sharing your struggles can do for someone else. It opens a door of dialogue and freedom that will not come if you don't speak the pain out loud. As you're healing, let your healing create wisdom for your life. I think this is often something that we neglect when we hurt. As we heal, the landscape begins to become clearer and less emotional. This allows us to learn from the experience. There's a lesson in every situation. It's always going to be a matter of perspective whether we want to see it or we want to ignore it. Remember that as your pain heals, there's still others out there that are buried in the pain and they need someone to help guide them through it. I believe that the unofficial finale to our healing is actually helping others through theirs. As we close out this episode, I feel convicted to pray for each of you, to pray that God would reveal to you that he's on your side and that he doesn't want you to be in pain. So if you're comfortable, let's just pray together and let's just ask God to speak to us. God, though we chose to separate ourselves from you. Thank you for still loving us. Thank you for laying down your life on a cross to give us the ability to heal from our hurt and from our pain. Father, I pray that we would choose to no longer hide our pain, that we would stop being fakers and that we would embrace grace, peace, and joy. I pray that for each person listening to this episode, whether it's the day it comes out or years from now, I pray that you would reveal yourself to them in a way that only you can. I pray that they would learn and know that you aren't ashamed of them and that you are for them. I pray that you would show them the path to healing and that you would show them the path to community. Thank you for not giving up on us. Let us lean into you knowing that you are faithful 
And I pray all these things in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. This route of hiding our pain is only the first of the three faking it episodes we're going to do. In our next episode, we'll look at the root of how we try to be someone that we're not. This is a tough one, and I think it's one that tends to go under the radar for a lot of us. So be sure to keep your eyes peeled for that. I believe it's going to be a great one. Well, thanks for joining us for this episode of the Anxious Pastor Podcast. Please be sure to hit the subscribe button, write a review, share it with those you know who may be dealing or know someone dealing with anxiety. As always, we want this to be a community, not just a place where you can listen to me ramble on. I mean, honestly, who wants to do that? So by subscribing, rating, and reviewing, you're helping us out and you're actually joining a community. Also, join our Anxious Pastor community group on Facebook where we share show notes, continue the discussion, and ultimately break down the barrier that says we have to do this alone. Community is essential to having good mental health, and we need to remember that. Also, be sure to slide over to the anxiouspastor.com where you can find a bi-weekly blog where I cover some supplemental topics. And as always, remember that you're not alone. Keep it up and let's get trying. 